having this this chance or making the chance to step back and say that, you know, I don't, I would never choose this. I would never choose this experience to happen to me. But now that I'm here, this is the reality of what is, what, what might this look like moving forward or with hindsight in the future or, um, you know, once I get through it, what can I learn from it? Those are really amazing questions. And again, I think it's really important. Like we're not trying to diminish or deny the pain that anyone is in, but what do we do with the pain? Like that's a very important question. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love in our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Stephanie Harrison is a speaker, author, and founder of The New Happy. She has been featured in publications such as Forbes and the Huffington Post and is a frequent keynote speaker on topics including happiness, workplace well-being, burnout, and performance. The New Happy has a new philosophy on happiness, which is backed by science from hundreds of academic studies and original research. Old happy are things like fame, stuff, power, money, and likes. While new happy are things like authenticity, compassion, service, joy, and meaning. I love how open, vulnerable, and authentic Stephanie is during our conversation. Well, thank you for joining me, Stephanie Harrison. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, I am really excited for you to be here uh, as well. So Stephanie is the founder of The New Happy, which, yeah, just excited to chat about that, The New Happy. (laughs) Um, This is going to be so fun. Um, So I guess I want to ask you first off too, what what do you consider as the old happy? (laughs) I love that question. Um, So I came up with this idea of new happiness is what I originally called it. Actually, when I was a graduate student at the University of Pennsylvania studying positive psychology, and what brought me there to Penn was the messages that I had received and internalized from society, from our culture, from my schooling, my family, all of these messages were telling me to do certain things, and that would then lead to happiness. And at around the age of 23 or so, I had checked off almost everything on the list, everything I've been told to do. And I was actually more unhappy than I had ever been before. I was deeply depressed, deeply anxious, um, really, really having a difficult time. And I started to question what I had gotten wrong, where I had made a mistake. And of course, I started by blaming myself and thinking that it must be something wrong with me. And then I slowly came to realize that actually, maybe the messages I'd been receiving were were all wrong and there was another way, a better way. And so that really was what led me on this journey and um, has brought me 
to this exact moment in time where I'm talking to you right now of thinking like, what would a new definition of happiness look like? Because it turns out that the way we define these things, these abstract concepts has a profound downstream impact on the actions that we take every day. And uh, I'm really passionate about helping people to question and choose a definition that works for them. Got it. And I'm just going to, I want to mention this right now. This has happened, I feel like, countless times where somebody, when they're at their lowest, when they weren't doing well, Mm -hmm. when they are depressed, anxious, it's like when we are kind of backed into that corner, right? There's almost like nowhere else to go but up. And it creates us to think about things in a different way that we never, ever would have thought about them before. Mm, Yeah. It's just so cool, right? It's like this whole idea would not have come up if you weren't in that sort of a low place and not feeling so good. And I think those messages are just so important for us all to know, but especially anybody right now who is really anxious or depressed or not feeling their best self. Just like, I know it's hard to feel that, feel this way in the moment, but try to take a step back and express some gratitude for the fact that, okay, this is going to create me to think about things in a brand new way, right? This is going to shift my perspective in a different way than it has never been shifted before. And I think if we can come from it from that angle, it can help us get to that more positive, better place a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? I totally agree. I think like one of the core resilience competencies when scientists look at resilient people is the ability to take a different perspective on the events of their lives. And I think that what you're describing is so profound. Like it's having this, this chance or making the chance to step back and say that, you know, I don't, I would never choose this. I would never choose this experience to happen to me. But now that I'm here, this is the reality of what is what what might this look like moving forward or with hindsight in the future or um you know once i get through it what can i learn from it those are really amazing questions and again i think it's really important like we're not trying to diminish or deny the pain that anyone is in but what do we do with the pain like that's a very important question to me personally um and yeah. something i have been navigating in my life as well um for for a fair amount of time too Yep. And I love that too, right? We're not diminishing, but it's really important to also understand like, okay, like what, what can I get from this? Where, where can I go from this? And what good can actually come from this? It could still be really, really bad in the moment. And we're not taking away from that. We're not saying just, hey, get over it and move on. Mm-hmm. But we're saying to use that. And that could be so powerful to yeah. use that as a catalyst to move you in a different direction, put you on another path that you would have literally never been to or gotten to without this thing happening. And w- when we can, you know, look at life from that angle, it just can help us tremendously, right? Because the things in life I feel like that really hurt us or that when we feel the most pain is when we're anxious, when we're depressed, when we're just low, not feeling good, right? And like, nobody wants to feel that way. So if we have tools that we can use to help us move from there, or at least find even a smidgen of gratitude when we think our world is crumbling down around us, it can just change our entire lives. Yeah, and what you're saying is really reminding me of something I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is, again, kind of a cultural story about what it means to be happy and this idea that um, happiness means existing in a state of like constant bliss all the time where everything is perfect. And I think that it's really important to recognize that a happy life inevitably has very difficult times because those, you know, paradoxically, a lot of the meaning in our lives comes out of the challenging experiences that we go through or the mistakes that we make lead to growth or the setbacks that we have, they, um, they teach us empathy and compassion for people. Like these, these uh, ups and downs are so normal. And I think that I can, I can speak for myself. Like before I recognized this, it was, it was like I was layering an element of judgment of myself on top of the pain that I was feeling already. Like, It was like I had the pain and instead of just accepting and being with it and learning how to feel it and process it and all that good stuff, I was judging myself for being like such a weak, pathetic human for feeling any of these emotions, right? And it's so silly when I say it out loud, but it's, it's really how I felt. And I think that we need to reframe what a good, happy life looks like to have that awareness that 
those difficult moments are a part of it. They're, in fact, they're inescapable because in order to, if you're, if you love anyone in the whole world, like, I mean, this is relevant for this, the, for the work that you do, but like, if you love anyone, if you're working to spread love and share it, there will be times of hurt and pain. It's just inevitable. And so I think learning to embrace that side as well is really important for our well-being. Yes, definitely embracing that side. And uh, you said it so right too. Like I do that too. And I, it's mm-hmm. something I work on to prevent beating myself up when I'm down about something. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really okay. This is a part of it. And you're right. Like when we beat ourselves up on top of already not feeling great, mm. we're just doubling it, right? We're just doubling yeah. the pain and we're, we're creating more of it where we don't need to. And it's cool. We live in, we live in a world of duality, right? So you don't really have happiness without sadness. If, if we lived in a world without duality and happiness was the only thing that existed, that's all that we would know. That's all that it would <laughs> be. So we, we, it wouldn't really feel like happiness. It would just be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. The, it's like we need the sadness in order to really feel the happiness. And I forgot, I listened to this in a book one time, I forget which one, but this really helped me. It's like we live in that world of duality. You do not get one without the other. So don't love one and curse the other because the one you love does not exist without the one that you're cursing. So let that one also be. Wow, that's very powerful. Yeah, that was super helpful. Um, and then I want to ask you too, Stephanie, just so we can inform uh, the listeners, uh, if you can just give us a little bit of insight of what the new happy is. I mean, the posts that you are putting out in the world are awesome. <laughs> if you're listening right now, jump on your phone, check out New Happy Co. on Instagram. Check that out. The illustrations, the visuals, how you're portraying kindness and power and joy is beautiful and it is hitting people on a whole nother level. And uh, we, I mentioned this before we uh, hopped on, but I think that's a huge reason why it's resonating with so many people because it is like what you're putting out there is so profound and it really is allowing people to connect with these things, at least myself, on a different level that I never have before. It's like... I'll, I'll literally look at your posts about kindness or about joy or something, and it literally connects with me in a way that never connected, and it makes more sense to me in a way than it never has done before. Um, sorry to go on that rant. I just get really oh, excited. You're going to make me fear. cry. That's so kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. And honestly, it means so much to me that people find something like that blows my mind. Honestly, truly, I feel humbled by it um, because I really didn't think it anyone was going to resonate with these like weird little shape pictures. <laughs> um, it's just like, it was honestly about, um, so I'll go back to your main question. So um, what we do at the new happy, a couple things um, as, um, as you mentioned, uh, creating art to help people to apply a lot of the research and um, practice of finding greater happiness and meaning and joy in their lives and making the world a better place. Um, I have a podcast. I do a lot of corporate speaking. That's kind of my background and I'm writing a book. So, um, that's kind of what's keeping me busy right now. And, um, I think that, you know, my, I've always thought that when we make something visible, it is so much more manageable, right? Like, when you name something or when you're able to tell somebody something you've been keeping inside of yourself as a secret or that you feel ashamed of, or whenever anything is like cast out into the open, you can usually do something about it in a way that you couldn't when it's hidden underneath the surface. And so the idea for me of like, how do we make personal and societal transformation visual in a way is what really drives me. And how do we help people to imagine this kind of visual language for what's going on with their emotions and inside of them. Um, and so again, thank you so much for saying that. It really, really means a lot to me. Of course. And I, I know how you, you know, you were talking about before kind of, you know, the place that you were in that caused you to start mm-hmm. thinking about things in a different way. Yeah. But how did, how did you start the company? Like how, like where did this begin? How did you, do you have a background in any sort of art in any sort no. of thing like that? No, I don't. No. Um, I so my so my kind of career and life journey has been very very strange, very um, very much a whole case of like you can only connect the dots moving backwards kind of situation. Um, so I started um, my I guess my 
kind of story begins. I went to NYU for my undergrad degree and there's a school there where you get to create your own major. It's very small. It's very, very creative, very, um, very cool. And you get to decide what you want to study. And they encourage you to look at what interdisciplinary looks like in that context. So they want you to bring together all these different perspectives and put them into um, a soup and make something brand new. And so I went there and I studied um, the concentration that I created was about how can we explore the relationship between individuals, organizations, and society as a whole? And what are the factors and the actions and interventions that create optimal conditions for all of those stakeholders to thrive? So for example, what does what does like an individual action do to contribute to the greater good? And how do organizations and companies do that? How do they support their people so that they can support the world? Um, and it's very cool for me to see that like this is something that we're really talking about in society now, how how these relationships happen. And so anyways, after after I was um, after I graduated, I went and worked as a management consultant. And I did that um, because I was, as I said, I was trying to like check off my boxes of like, this yeah. is what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, oh, consulting, really glamorous. I'll get to travel all around and, you know have this big, important job. And um, there were parts of it that were great and parts of it that were not aligned with me. And I mean, what I'm doing now, it's very different. So you kind of see how how that happens. Um, and that that was at the moment that I mentioned where I sort of had my little wake-up call and sat down thinking like, this isn't really right for me. What's, what's kind of going on here? And then I ended up moving out to California where I still live and I went and worked at LinkedIn for five years working on um, essentially the corporate individual side of things. So like what is it that individuals and companies can do differently to make work better for people? Yeah. And while I was doing that, I got my master's in positive psychology at Penn. And then after I graduated, I eventually moved to work at Thrive Global where I was working for um, Ariana Huffington and building out all of the educational content and learning programs that we delivered to companies around the world to help them with their well-being. Um, but I always, um, I always wanted to do something with my, with the work I did at Penn. I just didn't really know what. And so eventually I just decided to start small and I started a newsletter of, um, you know, started that back in like 2019 or something like that. And really the impetus for that was another very difficult period of my life. My, my boyfriend, um, had recently fallen ill with a very mysterious illness and I started having to take care of him, which is not something I was expecting on my path. Um, you know, I was 28 years old and I, um, I was madly in love with him and I, all of a sudden he was like, no longer able to walk, couldn't function normally. Like all of these things started happening to him. And as I was working full time, I was taking care of him. All of a sudden I was kind of like losing a lot of these things that mattered to me, these, these passions and interests. So he encouraged me. He was like, why don't you just start a newsletter, start writing about it and see what, see what happens. And um, eventually I left Thrive last year to go full-time working on the new happy. And part of that was also because, um, he has gotten so ill that he requires full-time, you know, 24 seven care. And I wasn't able to do that with a, with a corporate job. So, um, now that I have had more flexibility in my days, I'm, I'm able to be there for him and show up for him in the way that he needs as well. Well, it's wild how, um, Right. We all do this, right? We all have the picture of, of where we think our life is going to go and, and, and the plans that we have. And most of the time it doesn't ever go that way. Yeah. Right. And I, I know the times in my life when that has happened and I've really had these, like, this is exactly step by step what's going to happen. And then when it doesn't go that way and I'm upset or I'm like frustrated with it and yeah. it's like, you know, I, I predicted this and I had this and what I've learned from that, at least, is like taking a step back and now using this forward, moving forward and doing my best to release those expectations mm. or release the exact path that I'm, you know, I think that I'm supposed to go on because yeah. God, right? God, source, universe, they know a much more beautiful path than we could ever conceive of. Yeah. 
So it, difficult though, isn't it? Really, it's oh, really, really, really hard. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. And, right? And in that, right, it's like, it really, like everything is a lesson. Everything is a gift mm-hmm. and it, it can teach us to be like, okay, next time, yeah. let me try to just be in it, go with the flow and not have such, you know, concrete ideas of where I'm supposed to be. Because when I've done that before and it doesn't go that way, you know, it, it leads me to, to being upset or, or to wondering why this has to happen. And, and right, it's not, like, it's not easy, but those experiences can at least teach us yeah. Next time to just try, you know, do our best to, to release and, and go with the flow. And I mean, this whole situation, I know you said, um, your boyfriend, correct? Or is he mm-hmm. your, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, right. It's that circumstance and that situation yeah. really led you into the new happy. Exactly. And I wouldn't be here without it. Like there's no way that I would have ever, um, you know, I, I never would have been in this position where I would have said, okay, I'm going to quit my, quit my job and go do this full time right. because I, I just don't think I would have been brave enough to be honest. Um, I think it would have been way too scary. And, um, and, you know, I think that I have also learned so much from having to apply everything I know in order to cope with this situation. Like oh. I, I, um, I think that, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh man, I really like went to school and did all this like learning and stuff just so I could like get myself through this moment, you know, because I have to use all of my tools to, to manage through it. And that's part of what drives me as well is like, I have all of this knowledge about what's helpful, what works, what doesn't. And, um, I've been so privileged to have been able to explore and learn those things. And so I want to share it in a way that helps people because I have to use those tools every day. And I do, I really do like everything that I, for example, like put out on the new happy. That's something that like I have personally either gone through or used or tested for myself. And um, I, I think everyone deserves access to the things that will help them to feel good. And because a lot of them are, accessible you just need to know what they are and mental health being what it is right now globally um and the kind of the many challenges and barriers that so many people are up against with getting the support they need through difficult times like the one we've all been through the last two years like it's um it's just really important to me to put that information out there got it yeah stephanie i um i'm like not really knowing you, I'm so proud of you. I have so much <laughs> love for you because just again now, taking a difficult situation mm-hmm. and shining in it, you know, using it really as, as something that is helping you grow and helping you make a massive impact on the world and helping people with mental health and honestly creating more kindness and joy and happiness for people is just so incredible. And, um, Again, you know, these things have come from difficult times and you just, you were able to, I feel like just, again, use those, understand what was going on for the betterment of yourself and then literally society. Mm, Thank you. Of course. Oh my gosh. So much love for you. That's so, it's just, it's really, it's like empowering and inspiring to, to see that because it's like really, and anyone else listening, like, wow, Stephanie, Stephanie did that. Like, okay, it's possible. Like I can do that too. You know That's what I so mean? kind. I mean, I I think like again, it's part of this. It's part of our culture. Like, um, I guess it's social media, internet culture of everything is perfect and like everything is beautiful and happy all the time. And like, we all know that's not true. We can, we know that intellectually, but when we're presented with evidence over and over again, that makes that seem like it's true. It's really hard, really hard to remember that. And I, um, I think like for me, it's really important to just be like, I'm like in the muck, like I'm like in this with you if you're also in the muck like we're all like we're all just getting through it together right like we're all just trying to like find our little ways to make the day better to get through and to experience more love and joy and make a small difference in the world like that's we know that's what matters we feel it we know it in our bones like let's like let's help each other with that like let's talk about it and let's celebrate it um that to me is like the beautiful thing that we have the potential to do. 
Yes. It's because I love that. Like we feel it in our bones, like we feel it mm-hmm. in our heart and our soul. Because I firmly believe that we are, we are joy, we are happiness. Mm-hmm. Love, like when I spread love movement, when I talk about love, it's not this romantic like mm, love. Yeah. It is right. It's an it's an energy. Yeah. It is joy. It is happiness. It is empathy. It is kindness. It's all of these beautiful emotions and these beautiful energies that love is. And I think I I really believe that the reason why we feel it in our bones and in our heart and our soul is because again, that's who we truly are. Mm, I love that. We are all these things. We just. Life can be difficult, you know, life can be hard. Yeah. And uh, we, we just, we forget. It's literally what it is. We just forget sometimes and we kind of get trampled with all of these things that are happening. And um, I had a guest on and what he shared was, he's like, you're not your stress. You're not your job. You're not your anxiety. You're not your fear. You are literally none of those things. It's like you are love and you are kindness and you are hope and you are joy because that is really truly who we are. We're not any of those other things. And it's so important, I think, for us to connect back to those yeah. and right realize that is truly who we are. And that's why we feel it so deep within us. That's why joy feels so good. It's because us aligning back with our truth. Yeah. And, I, and the research backs you up. Like there's a host of studies that have found that essentially that, well, first of all, I mean, our, the place where we find the most love is typically in our relationships and um, relationships like plural, like our communities are, um, are all of our connections. And uh, like the, the single most important factor for our well-being is the quality of our relationships mm-hmm. and People who are more giving and more kind are happier. That's just like study and study, study after study, I found it. And um, I think there's something really beautiful about considering that that's like actually your true nature and it's just you're expressing it and therefore you experienced happiness as a byproduct. Yes. Uh, and I want to ask you too, um, when we were talking about before, so I just, you know, I want to just bring as much awareness as I can mm-hmm. to to just what you're doing. So in before when we talked about, you know, the old happy. Mm-hmm. What is what is the old happy to you? Is it is it, you know, this nine to five grind job? Is it money? Um what you know, what were the things that you kind of felt before that you were taught that you realized weren't actually your truth and your happiness? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I think that um the way that I think about old happy versus new happy is um, old happy is imagining happiness as a destination. It's somewhere you get to and society teaches you what gets you there. Yes. So we all are going to have different definitions of what that is based on our specific background, our families, our, you know, um, all of our like circumstances, our personality, like there's just a host of other things, but traditionally in the Western world, the outcome is associated with, um, individualistic pursuit of success, often symbolized by career progression, um, becoming famous, becoming popular, wealthy, like all these kind of extrinsic markers. Um, So I think it's really important, like there's so many nuances in this. So like, but like, if you think about it as an outcome, if you're doing it because you think that at some point, things are going to magically change and you're going to reach the end destination and you will experience a state of happiness. It's worth taking a look at that because mm. um, most of the time that just doesn't really happen, right? Like I, um, like, and here's a very personal example. I have wanted to be an author since I was like about three or four years old. It's been my, my life dream. And I was very fortunate to have that dream come true very recently and I felt an overwhelming sense of like euphoria and like gratitude and all of these wonderful emotions and pride in myself and like all of the, all of the things that you expect to feel when you accomplish or achieve something. But those feelings fade away very quickly. And if you think back to moments in your life when you've gotten something that you wanted, it's shocking how quickly the goalposts move. Like it just, it blows my mind every time. Like, yeah. and I've trained my brain a lot to be able to like notice this pattern in myself. And I see it like, it's like, okay, well now what next? Like, what do I do? What do I need to achieve next? And um, I'm slowly like having to unlearn this mentality because it was, it was just ingrained in me. And so um, I 
think that it's really just important to know that your version of happiness might be very different from what other people have told you that it should be or that you are expected or think you should do something. And so a nine to five job or engaging in like hustle culture and like trying to, you know, get um, promoted really quickly and achieving things, those actually could be your new happy but are you doing them because you love it in the moment or are you doing it because of the outcome that's associated with it that you think mm. you're going to feel at the end of the day? Mm. And so for me, that's what I define new happy is, is it's happiness is an action. It's a practice. And the, the next question is like, well, what is the action that I do? Like, what's the thing that I'm supposed to do there? And I recommend, based on the research, that you strive to use your gifts to make the world a better place, to be of service to the greater good. And so if you are able to do that on a regular basis, you will experience greater happiness and meaning in life. Mm. It's like that that finish line, you never really get to it. Never. (laughs) Always something else. Our brain just pops the next thing up. Literally, it's so crazy, right? We've all had these goals. And as soon as we get to them, or even before we're getting to them, like right before we're about to get there, literally our brain goes, okay, well, what's next? Yeah. And it's like an evolutionary thing, right? Like I, I understand the biology behind it. Like we're trying to survive. We're trying to move the species forward and all that kind of stuff. But as with so many evolutionary things, they don't work very well in the modern world for us, right? right. Like our, our stress response and our nervous system are really not designed for the world that we live in today. And our like pursuit of ever more success or whatever it is we define as the outcome is generally not going to do that. And again, everyone is different. There are There are people I know who are extraordinarily happy and joyful and living these amazing lives where they're making a difference in the world and they love to work. And so that's what they do. Like it brings them so much happiness and fulfillment. And then that's, you know, that's great. It's also what's rewarded by our society, which then perpetuates this notion for the rest of us that that's what you're supposed to do. And so it's all very complicated, obviously, but um, that's how I define them and try to help people to recognize um, where they're at in that in that process and which kind of paradigm they're living they're living under. That's great. I, I love that so much because, like in that example too, and what you're talking about, it, it's talking about being in the present and living right, living here and now. Yeah. Because when we project ourselves into the future of the goals of where we want to be, we're not really living here and now. Like mm. we're making decisions here based on what we want to get to there. And I feel like that is such a deterrent of our own happiness because it's like, well, let me, let me, you know, buckle up and do all this shit that like, and no, it's not making me happy now, but you know what the, the goal and, and I see myself being yeah. happy, right. Being happy then it's like, we're, we're striving and achieving for ha- Like you said this before, but for happiness there when the happiness and the joy is literally right here. Yeah. Right. And it's like, what is the, what is that end outcome costing you in yeah. the present moment? Like, I know from my own experience that like when I get caught in my, when I have gotten caught in the old happy mentality, what do I, what is it costing me? My health, my relationships, my values, like all of these things that are really important suddenly go out the door and it becomes, and this is also like, if, if this, if you're listening to this and this resonates, like I also just want to say that this is, this is normal because happiness is our highest goal in life, right? Yeah. Like it is the, it is one of the most important drivers and everything that we're do, we're really striving to be happy with every choice that we make. And so when the world comes out and like dangles this thing in front of you, like just do this and you'll be happy. Most of us are like, cool. Like I will do that. That sounds great. Like here, are the, here's my instruction manual. I'm going to go or whatever and like oh no all of a sudden the feeling's gone the good feeling is gone what do I do and if you're like me and like a lot of people I work with uh you go something's wrong with me I'm bad there's something I didn't choose well enough I'm a bad person I need to choose something different or I need to work harder because I obviously haven't earned my happiness yet and that mentality can be very harmful 
Wow, that's huge. I haven't earned, right? I don't deserve to be happy yet. I haven't achieved this goal. I haven't been promoted. So like, yeah. wow, so I don't deserve. And that is such an underlying thought that I've had that maybe I've noticed before, but like I'm really noticing it right now that I've had that thought before. Oh my gosh. Me too. Right? <laughs> me oh too. my God. I'm sure. It's like, it's, it's there. It's inside of me for sure. And it's like only through this process of being like, oh, interesting. Is that real? Like, how is that driving my decisions? And then realizing the extent to which it was driving my decisions, wow. like blew my mind. Wow. I, I lived in New York City for like eight years and, and um, I got a, I, I worked as a creative recruiter and everything wow. was just based around my mind of being promoted. That's, I was like, okay, I'll get promoted and I'll make more money. I got, I got promoted, I made more money, and then I just go, okay, I got to get promoted and make more money again. It literally never, ever, it just never ended. Yeah. And something really, I think, imperative that you mentioned a few minutes ago was that you said right in this thought process, it costs you your health, it costs you your relationships, it costs you so many things. It literally costs us everything. Everything. Like, mm-hmm. And I think it's, just, it's really crucial for us to sit and be with that and think about that for a second. It's like, it's not just costing me something little. It's not just costing me like a half, a half a day of something. It's mm-hmm. literally costing us everything. And, and it accumulates. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. No, I was just going to say, and like, it's, it's subtle. It builds subtly. So you don't notice it until all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is not the path that I thought I was walking. Like, that's how it felt to me. It was like, yeah. wow, I, I thought I was doing something differently and I really actually tricked myself. I thought that I was, I thought that this was in service for like the highest and good and yes. it actually was not. Right. And that that's can feel what, really difficult to internalize. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause, and that's the thing, everyone who's feeling this right now, like, of course we, we felt this way before and we feel like it is serving ourselves. Yeah. Right. right? I thought that was like in the city, the best thing I could have done, right? Living in New York City, doing my best to have money, doing my best to have some sort of status. And I literally thought that was serving me every single day. And I'm like, okay, these things are going to make me happy. And it's just when we were projecting ourselves into the future of our potential happiness, we were just so removing it from happening right now. Like, so interesting. Sorry, go ahead. I keep no, cutting you off. No, no, you're all, you are <laughs> awesome. I want to hear you. So yeah, you can go. Please. No, I was just going to build on what you're saying. Like one really interesting thing I've noticed is this um, pattern amongst people who um, who essentially follow this this path, right? Like what you're describing. Like you push and push and push yourself, and um, you eventually have some sort of like physical or mental. Um, disintegration, something bad happens, it's difficult, you have, um, or an, a relational one, like the breakup of a marriage or a loss or whatever it is. And then you have your moment of, oh my gosh, like, this is my wake up call. I'm something, something is wrong. Um, and it's interesting because like, I've noticed that when people have that experience, they have this instant shift towards living in a different way, obviously, but then also wanting to help other people to see that way. And so it's kind of interesting because it always makes me wonder, like, are we, are we all on this journey? Like just to like, do we have to go through some of that, those steps to experience that sense of awareness? Or like what I wonder is, is it possible to help people to avoid having to experience that and to, um, to preemptively and proactively craft a life that serves them? Like, and I think, it's probably both, you know, like yeah. everything, like it's, yeah. it's, um, <laughs> but I've always just found it fascinating, um, to consider like how these, these moments where you notice that you're so out of alignment with your true self and your true nature can be like a rubber band snapping you back into a, into place with yourself and then putting you on a really different path. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really believe too, when we go so far in one direction, Right in in unalignment with ourselves. Once we realize it and we start to come back, I believe it is like that slingshot where it literally yeah. slingshots us uh, in the other in the other direction. Um, and a personal experience with that is my whole life growing up, I had a crazy temper, like the worst temper. And I've shared this on the podcast before, but the worst temper of anybody I've ever known. Um, and not saying that to embellish the story, just because it's literally true. And. Uh, <laughs> 
You know, I think it was, and I'm grateful for that, right? I didn't love it at the time. I just had no control. At least I thought over my emotions and my feelings and my energy and all those things. But I firmly believe because it pulled me back so far in one direction, so unaligned with who I was, that once I started to realize that that's not who I am, that's not who I want to be, and I started to shoot myself forward, I literally feel like that is what ricocheted and, and, and pushed me so far in this direction because wow. I went so far in the other direction. Mm, that's so interesting. Do you, do you have a temper now at all, or is that kind of in the past at this point? I am very grateful um, and blessed to say that I, I don't. It just doesn't exist in my reality anymore. Wow. Right, it's not even something where it's like... Because people have asked me that before. It's like, do I have, do I still have a temper? It's like, it's not even that I feel like I don't have one. It's this reality of who I am. It doesn't mm. exist. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not because it's something I thought about too. I'm like, is this something I'm, I'm going to have to get over? And as I started shifting away from it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I still that person? Yeah. Right. And it's that realization that that's never who I really was. Yeah. I just right. forgot. I forgot who I was for all those years. And now really coming to a place of just peace. And when we come from a place of love as often as humanly possible, our lives will change. And that is something that has shifted me away from having a temper because yeah. I just don't even think in the same way that I used to think. Right, right. So like basically because you believe that, going back to what you said at the beginning, because you believe that your truest essence is love and um all that, all the good that goes along with that. And now that you're living in alignment with that, it doesn't exist because that's, or it doesn't exist as frequently because that's not actually the expression of who you really are. It was some other behavior from outside of you that you brought and brought on board and internalized in some way. Is that right? Exactly. Right. So when we live in, when I live in a reality of love and kindness yeah. and peace and understanding and acceptance for other people, mm. it literally in this version of myself, a temper can't exist. You know what I mean? When we shift who we are, we shift our reality. So now I exist in a reality where that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, right. It's And it's again, it reminds me of like the whole, um, you know, the body of work around like the narratives that we construct for our lives and how the stories that we tell ourselves end up being the stories yes. of our lives, right? Like, uh, Yeah. I was always the one with the temper. And yeah, so I, that was your identity that you exactly. had to step into and then you have to uphold it and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And I liked it back in the day too, when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, yeah. I thought it made, I thought it made me strong and tough. You know what I mean? Right. And then I would have a all, temper. Yeah, totally. And like all behaviors are like, one thing I learned that has like, I still, I'm just, I'm don't think I'm ever going to internalize it fully because it's so profound is all behaviors have a need. And it's like, Every time I think about that, it just like blows my mind wide open. But it's like you were satisfying a need, right? It's like, and I like I think I'm thinking about my life too. Like I was satisfying a need with trying to um trying to win happiness and earn it by like being special and being accomplished and like all the rest of it. Um and when I let go of that need, um mm -hmm. it didn't become necessary in the same way that it was. Right. When we can like yeah. release those things and unidentify with mm. who we think we are or who people have told us we're supposed to be, because as time went on, it just kept getting re reiterated to me over yeah, and over and over right. again that I'm the kid with the temper. That's who I am. Like my friends knew me as that person. You know what I mean? And when, mm. when we hear that from us all around us, we just believe it more and more and more. And it's like, yeah, this is that just literally, it is who I am. You know, and I, I used to have the fear as I was moving away from it. I'm like, am I ever going to fully escape this? Is this always going to be yeah. a part? You know what I mean? Right. And because yeah. I identified with it so, so much. But as time went on, and again, I slingshot further and further mm. and further in the other direction. It just does, it doesn't exist. And I get frustrated in moments, you know, I might get. Of course, you're human right. still. Right, right. But it, it just, it, it comes out in a drastically different way than it ever. Yeah. Than it came right. out before. It's so fascinating. It reminds me of this. Um, I, I feel like one of the greatest acts of love that we can offer people is um, seeing them with new eyes. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because we get going back to the beginning of this chat, like with gratitude 
we we obviously we adapt to everything good in our lives. So what was once amazing and so special and shiny and lovely just becomes like, oh yeah, that's like the thing. Yep. <laughs> Whatever, right? Um, but I think like, you know, when you think about how that applies to the people in our world and in our lives, like it's like the gift that I'm hoping that people offered you of meeting the new you with like, and meeting you with new eyes, allowing you to transform and change into this new version of yourself is such a profound act of love and Mm. of grace. Um, And it just makes me think that that's something that we could do for one another um, to, to spread love. Like how do we meet each other with openness as though we're meeting for the very first time and accepting completely as they are. Yes. And I've had this thought before. And in so many times, I feel like when you show up as a different or newer version of yourself, Mm -hmm. it's hard for people to accept that because you are different than the version they have of you in their mind. Yeah, right. Right. So if you're showing up in a different way, they're like, well, this, this is conflicting. This doesn't really make sense to me. There's like friction here. And I, that is such a beautiful way to think about it. Um, right. How nice can that be if we can just be there to see people with new eyes, be open and just accepting, yeah. right? Because it's like when we meet strangers, like we don't, we're not like, oh, like I wish you were quieter, or I wish you were, <laughs> I wish you were more, um, more extroverted, or like whatever it is, right? Like we're just like, okay, here's Stephanie. This is this is who she is. <laughs> yes, right. It's like yeah, that's just who you are. So that's it. Yeah. There's like nothing to compare to. In nice that moment. to meet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. And like, yeah, we, and we all just want to feel accepted. That's like, yeah. we all just want to feel love and acceptance. And that is such like a perfect example and a way for us to, to express that to people when it can be difficult because they're just, they're different than we knew them as. Yeah. So we're just like, what's going on here? Yeah. But if we can just be open and accepting to them, we, again, we all just want that. It's like, if we can take a step back and realize, okay, like what makes me happy when I feel love from someone else, when I feel accepted for my truth and who I really am, it's like, okay, let's give that to other people. And it's like, totally. what, right. It's like what you want in life, give it first. If you want love, mm-hmm. give love first. If you want acceptance, Give acceptance to other people first. Whatever you want, give it first. Set mm-hmm. that example, put that out into the universe, and that is exactly what will come back to you. Oh, there's this great quote. I'll have to find it for you. I can't remember it right now, but it's like, I can't remember who it's from. It might have been um, Audre Lord or Bell Hooks, um, but I'll have to find it. And I don't want to butcher it because it was so beautiful, but I'll do my, it's along the lines of your sentiments. It's like, we're so worried about being loved that we don't think about how to love right. like, and I think that's exactly what, what you're saying. Like, what does it mean if we shift our, because that's what's in our control. I can't control if somebody loves me or not. Like I, I, um, I can't do anything about that, right. but I, I can control if I love me right. or I can practice learning how to love me. Like those actions are in my control and I can practice doing that for other people and for all of humanity. Um, and so, I think like that, that mindset and behavioral shift is so profound and really is also highly backed by research as something to do for your own happiness and well-being. Yes. And I just want to, I want to like break this down real quick too. So just say like, for instance, the example of love, mm-hmm. it's like, if I feel like, you know, there's a lack of love in my life and this is something that I want. So in giving love to others, mm-hmm. first you are vibrating and the frequency of love. If you're giving love out, right? I think we all get that. Like we're vibrating on that level of love because that's what we're feeling and that's what we're giving. Mm. Also, when we are feeling that way, the universe like attracts like. So if we are feeling love, because in order to give it, you have to feel it. And when we are feeling it and giving it, we're going to attract more of it back to us, right? So it's just gonna come back. And also in life, in the universe, when we give something, we are proclaiming to God, source, the universe, that I have this, that I am bountiful in this, because if I didn't have it, then how could I give it away? How could I give it out? And then the universe says, okay, well, I'm going to give you that experience, right? You are vibrating and putting out the frequency that you have this, mm-hmm. because again, you can't give it unless you have it. So then we're going to have the experiences that are going to keep showing up of, of us having it. So all of us having love, right? And we're going to just keep being in those moments and in those situations where that exists because that's what we're proclaiming. Thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, right, I think like it's important to like think about things in a tangible way like that. And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, because when I learned that, I was like, what? That's how this, <laughs> right? Like, that's how this works. And then time and time again, it is proven that that's exactly how this works. And I'm mm. like, right, it just kind of blows our mind. <laughs> ah, wow. I love it. Yes. So, um, Stephanie, I want to ask you the question that I ask uh, every single guest on mm-hmm. the podcast. Uh, so, um, I'll preface it too, and everybody knows, but my goal in life and spread love movement, just me as a soul, is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet. And I know that we can all do this together. Of course we can. Um, and shift it to a place of more love and kindness. Uh, and openness, acceptance, vulnerability, um, a place where we, a consciousness where we just truly understand more of our oneness and understand what I do to you, I do to me. If I'm mean and angry to you, what am I feeling in that moment? I'm feeling anger Mm, and I'm feeling right being mad. And by me projecting that onto you, there's also the possibility that you might project that right back to me because that's the vibration that we're in. Yeah. Right. So just helping in this shift of consciousness that we can, I'm going to say it again, we literally can all do together. Um, so what are some ways uh, that you feel like you are aiding and helping in this shift of consciousness to a place of more love and acceptance and oneness? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I would be humbled to feel as though I was contributing in that way. So um, I would feel... Uh, like if I can do my tiny little part, I will, I will feel deep satisfaction and again, humility. Um, I guess I hope to do that by, uh, I think really it's probably in the work that I do, like with the art and the Instagram and everything like that. I think that I'm, I strive to make deep truths accessible and translate them for people and a way that they can use. And, um, you know, I think that the, our culture has kind of gotten a lot of flack for the bite sizeification of stuff and like, you know, uh, rapid consumption and things like that. And I think that there's another way to think about that, which is that we are helping people in different ways and that actually we can meet people where they are in the moment with this, these insights that might make a difference. And I guess my greatest hope is like, if somebody sees a piece of art that I made and it inspires them to make one different choice in their lives, that's like, that's a win. I'm so thrilled. So that would be my, my answer. And I, again, I'd be very humbled if that was the case. Yeah. So just first off, like you are doing it. Every single guest I have on this podcast, and we've been talking about it throughout, like who you are as a person, I mean, the new happy is, yes, of course, a part of that. Mm-hmm. But like who you are is, is that. You know what I mean? Like every guest I have on the podcast, throughout the whole episode, we talk about things and it's like transparent that these people are doing this thing. And I mm-hmm. love asking the question at the end, just so we can like pull it back in and all together. And I cannot, and I love your humility. It's beautiful. But I can't stress enough how you are actively doing it. You're doing it with a new happy. You're doing it with yourself and your being and your beauty and of just who you are. And the examples, of course, that you've shared today, how you've inspired people, how you've inspired me. It's like you just in yourself, you are helping shift the collective consciousness of the planet. The happy co is, is a part of that, but that is an extension of who you are. Thank right? you. Of course, it doesn't exist without you. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. Of course, yes. Uh, this was uh, this was great. You are um, thank I, you. Of course, I was really excited uh, to connect with you because literally, we we I mean, me and my wife, we we see the posts, we talk about them, and uh, I was like, I, I think it would be really great if we could have the founder <laughs> of the new happy on the podcast. And you really responded so quickly. I felt like blessed and just grateful. Um. Yeah, that um, I feel blessed and grateful. Thank you for doing the work you do to make this world a more beautiful place. It's so important and it's so meaningful and so wonderful. We're we're just so lucky that you're here making a difference. You are really nice. Uh, that's really sweet. Thank you so much. Um, ah, that make that feels so good. Um, and just before we 
get into. So I, I will ask you, you know, just to um, talk about the Instagram page, just like the link oh, sure. uh, or the handle mm-hmm. and all those things. But before we do that, so before we wrap things up, I'm a massive, massive fan of gratitude. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it, you know, a few times during the episode so far. And the power of gratitude can just shift our reality. Yeah. It lit, it's, it is insane how you can have one situation mm. that we're deeming as, you know, negative or quote unquote bad. Yeah. And there are tough situations. I'm not, I'm not, you know, taking away from the toughness that exists in life. But when we can, instead of seeing something from that way, but taking a step to the side and finding gratitude in that situation, um, it just, it, it changes the course of our life. It changes the happiness of our lives. Because if we think about that, right, the biggest deterrent of our happiness is when something negative or when we're feeling down or low or in a not so great situation. Yeah. And if we can change those as often as possible, instead of feeling that way, instead of feeling low, but feeling high and feeling grateful for something and feeling thanks and feeling positive. And when we can multiply, I'm not saying like doing this once in your life, I'm saying multiplying that over all of those countless situations in your life where you can change from a negative to a positive, just right. Imagine what that can do for our overall peace and happiness of our life. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So I would love to just ask you, what is something in life today overall that you are grateful for? Oh my gosh. I'm grateful for so much. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be healthy. Um, you know, having a really sick partner makes you realize how much you take for granted. I'm grateful that I got out of bed this morning. I'm grateful that I can walk out the door and go for a walk. I'm grateful that I can, um, do all the things that he can, including cook a meal and feed myself and have a shower and all of these things that I all, would have just taken so much for granted before mm. all this happened. Um, I'm uh, I'm grateful to um, my family who have been so supportive and really showing up for me in this really difficult time and grateful for nature, for being the best healer ever and uh, getting to live near the water here in California, driving down to the beach whenever I can. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for so much. That was Awesome. All right. Look at the beauty that is just in every situation. Yeah. Right. Because of, of the, you know, the difficult situation that you are both in right now, you're receiving, like, I love that you just said that you're receiving love and support from friends and family that may have, you know, their love and support, I'm sure is always there, but yeah. this gives, this literally gives them an opportunity to express it and show it to you more so that you can receive that. Totally. I was like, like what a beautiful gift that is. It's like, yeah, wow. You know what I mean? Like there just is there. I firmly believe that <clears throat> there is gratitude. It's everywhere all the time. It's just, what are we focusing on? Yeah, I right? agree with you. It's like the gratitude can be just this tiny little smidge yeah. in the whole picture, but it's still there. And it's like, am I going to choose to focus on all the other parts of the picture Am I going to focus on that one little smidge? And it's up to us, which is like so cool. It's up to, right? It's up to us. It's like, we're so so powerful. Really empowering. It is. Yes. We are just, and I, we are just such powerful beings. And this is something, as I say it out loud to, you know, everyone listening, I'm saying it to myself too. Yes, I know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I say, I'm like, I needed that more than you did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so true. I feel the exact same way. Oh my gosh. Thank you for just saying that. It's the truth. <laughs> uh, it is such the truth. Sometimes I'll say something and I say it confidently, but it's because I really needed to hear yeah, it myself. Like, oh, oh, wait, that actually is the answer to the problem that I've been ruminating on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Because like we always, we all just like forget in moments. Like I of forget course. to, right? I it's so to, normal. It is. <laughs> Like, I'll forget to find the gratitude in a moment. So in saying this right now, it just reminds me, okay, for next time. And it just becomes yeah. more of who I am. Exactly. And more of, right? More of my reality. So I'm like, okay. Exactly. That was huge. Yeah. So like, I need it more than anyone else. <laughs> that was great. Um, beautiful. So just before we cut out, if you can please let people know where they can find you. Oh, yeah. And then also the, hap- uh, the new happy on social media, uh, your website, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, of course. Um, you can find us at thenewhappy.com or on Instagram at newhappyco. And if you do, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Yes, nice. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for for taking some time. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. It was such an honor and such a joy. Yes, of course. Yeah, this was really, really fun. Um, I just, I really love connecting with like-minded and like-hearted people and just sharing their messages uh, with the world. So just really appreciate you. I appreciate Uh, you too. Thank you. Of course. And everyone else, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. No, I was just saying, I look forward to hopefully um, getting to keep working with you on these important missions that you set for yourself. I would love to. Yes. Nice. And everybody, thank you so much for being here. Um, Really, check them out. Check out The New Happy. Check Check out The New Happy on social media. I promise you the... The designs, the illustrations, the posts are going to make you feel so good. They're going to connect and resonate with you in a way that you didn't see before. So for your own well-being, please go check them out. We love you all so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you.